the final thing that we talked about in course today was problems that we have in determining who actually caused the harm. And we have two cases that we talked about. We have Summers versus Tice, and we have Sindel versus Abbott Laboratories. Both of these cases are super important, uh, super iconic cases that will most likely, if not definitely, be on the final because courts cite these cases all the time. And you'll find out in just a minute. So Summers versus Tice, what happened here is it was a hunting accident. There's a plaintiff. And there were two people who, they, they were hunting quail. So there's a plaintiff and two defendants. What happened is that the defendants, uh, quail got scared out, the defendants pulled up their guns and fired. And there was one bullet that hit the plaintiff. The issue that we have here is we don't know who actually hit the plaintiff. We have no way of knowing. It could have been either, way, uh, either one of the defendants. So, because of this, the defendants are going to argue that you can't determine who actually caused the injury, and as a result, they can't be liable. That was the original kind of way of thinking, but the court in this case says, no, we're going to shift the burden from the plaintiff to, to show that you're negligent and that you caused the injury to the defendant to show that you did not cause the injury. And the reason for this is because both the defendants were negligent in pointing the gun down the stream where the plaintiff was standing. Because he was negligent, the courts, well, because they were both negligent, the courts determined that this was, that they should have this burden of proof. That way they don't escape liability for negligence when they were both actually negligent. That's the whole purpose of having this Summers test. We actually get a difficult scenario when it comes to Sindel, though, and that's because Sindel just to give a very brief synopsis of the facts. There was a drug that was developed, it was called DES, and it was designed to prevent miscarriages. However, what ended up happening is that a lot of the daughters who were uh, conceived, mothers had taken DES and then born, a lot of those daughters in adolescence had developed cancer. And it was very obvious to tell that it was related to this drug from DES. And so Sindel is one of the plaintiffs. This case is really famous because she developed cancer and she sued five or six potential companies in the area. There were about 200 companies that had the formula, the recipe for DES and who had manufactured it manufactured and marketed it at the time. The issue that we have here is there's a huge time barrier. Uh, we don't know who actually manufactured the product, who caused her injury, because it was a generic pill at the time that you would get a prescription for. And 
after it's manufactured, it would just go to the pharmacy and any number of companies could have distributed to the pharmacy who in turn had filled a prescription and given it to the plaintiff, or rather the plaintiff's mother. So there's no way of knowing who had actually caused the injury. And so the, so the defense here is, well, if you have no way of knowing who caused the injury, then you, you, you can't sue me. You, you won't win. But the courts disagreed here. They do give a couple of ways where they can't find causation. And it's because, so for example, they distinguish Summers, which we had just talked about, and it's because you can't determine if all of the parties were negligent. And then you can't use Hall because there were too many companies. And Hall we didn't talk about, but in that case there were only uh, six negligent companies, and here there's over 200 potentially negligent companies. So instead, they actually developed their own theory called the market share liability. And all that means is that if you have a substantial share of the market, in this case the DES market, then you will be liable to that percentage of damages that were caused for that market share that you have. So just to put this in an example, if you have 10% of the market, then you're going to pay for 10% of the damages that were incurred. The issue that ended up happening with the score, because, I mean, it sounds like a really good idea, right? You figure out who gets taken care of, uh, who owns part of the market share, and consequently who could be quite liable for damages that have been incurred, or rather what percentage they might have been liable the issue that we have with this case is that there are a lot of inadequate records. People don't keep track of how much they sold to who, uh, what colors it might have been, and you have this huge passage of time where a lot of those records could have been lost. So you have no way of determining who actually had what percentage of the market share, and the courts weren't able to work this out. So this theory ended up flopping, and even though it's still in use, it's not a practical case that is used anymore, and very few other jurisdictions have actually adopted this theory. Instead, instead they opt for a few other theories. And that is a couple of the problems that we have with determining who caused harm to the plaintiff. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro. And you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't our pre-law materials, and the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice, and with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, 
we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.